We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Is Oregon football closing in on another big time commitment in the 2024 recruiting class? We'll talk about that on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast, your premier podcast for all things Oregon football and Oregon football recruiting. Excited to have you guys along for today's episode of the podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Quick favor to ask of you guys, wherever you're listening or watching us, uh, make sure you go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't already. Share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, family, and other Duck fans, and do me a favor and help me continue growing this awesome Oregon football community here on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at MTaurus Sports. So on yesterday's episode of the podcast, we talked about Oregon's latest five-star commitment in 2026, Scottsdale, Arizona, Desert Mountain defensive lineman Tony Cumberland. Big development out of that is that he's going to try to reclassify to the 2025 recruiting class. If that does happen, he would join a 2025 recruiting class that is already ranked inside the top five nationally. So Dan Lenny and the Ducks are doing all the right things on the recruiting trail right now, coming off of that blowout win over Colorado and getting a big commitment in Tony Cumberland. Now today, we're going to turn our attention kind of closer to the near future, right? Something that's a, a little bit more pressing for the coaching staff right now. And we're talking about the 2024 recruiting cycle. The news of the day is that uh, on Wednesday, I logged a prediction for Oregon to land 2024 College of San Mateo cornerback Sione Laulea out of San Mateo, California. And he's a big time talent. Big, big time talent. So I'm going to go in depth on why I chose this pick and then maybe get into a little bit more on what's to come for Oregon in the 2024 recruiting class as we really enter a pretty crucial stage of the recruiting calendar. I think 
anytime between now and uh, early to mid-December when that early signing period, excuse me, when that early signing period comes up, lots of big, big time visitors are going to be coming through Eugene. The Ducks are going to need to take care of business on the field so that they can continue making strides towards the Pac-12 title game and maybe even towards a potential return to the college football playoff. Everything is still in front of them. They control their own destiny. That's what you want to do. But we need to talk about recruiting because that is what I am always here for. So Oregon's 2024 recruiting class currently ranks number 12 nationally, according to 247 Sports, with 22 verbal commitments headlined by Pinson, Alabama, offensive tackle Jaquan McRoy, big six foot eight, 365 pound offensive tackle. But Dan Lanning and the Ducks, they're not getting complacent. They're not looking at that number 12 ranking and saying, yeah, that's the best that we can do. You know they wanted to push for top 10. I think they wanted to push for the best class in program history. I will say, I think at this point, that might be out of reach. Not Never say never, say never right? But based on the guys that are still on the board and kind of where things are at right now, there have been some misses this cycle. It doesn't seem likely that they are going to reach that program record class. I believe that's number six uh, set in 2019 by head coach, former head coach Mario Cristobal. Maybe it was actually seven. Okay, number seven on the composite rank by 247. Um, so they're at number 12, but they're still going after some big-time guys, and Sione Laulea is one of them. What do we know about Sione Laulea? Let's, uh, let's kind of get into the latest that we know with him as he works toward a commitment date. If you guys are on YouTube, I just threw uh, some highlights from Sione's 2022 season on the screen. So you can kind of get a feel of the caliber of player, the type of player that we're looking at here in today's episode of the podcast. Like we said, and like you know, if you follow Oregon recruiting, this is as big of a name as it really gets. Laulea is ranked the number one junior college player in the entire country for the class of 2024. Listed at six foot four, 185 pounds. He is a big time talent in the defensive secondary. And he's working from a top three right now. So, like we said, he is getting much closer to a decision. He has a top three of Oregon, USC, and Miami. And then earlier this week, we got a little bit of news. Laulea is one big step closer to making his final college commitment. Laulea announced over Instagram that he is going to be making his college commitment on October 8th, which I have since found out is his birthday. So a big moment for him to come off the board and ultimately decide where he's going to be playing the rest of his college football. So October 8th is the day that we're working with right now for Sione Laulea to make his college commitment. And he has taken official visits to all three of his finalists, again, Oregon, USC, and Miami. And that Oregon trip was definitely a big one, right? That one came in late June when he took his trip out to Eugene. I believe that was his first trip. And he told me that going into that visit, he wasn't really expecting a whole lot. This is a guy who had kind of fallen into the, the Oregon football cliches or the Oregon football stereotypes that you always hear, right? Oh, it's the Nike school. It's the flashy school. They got all the uniforms. 
But we all know if you follow this team, as I know, covering this team, it's a lot more than just that. Like Dan Lanning saying now, a new mantra is emerging, rooted in substance. And there's certainly a whole lot of substance with the Ducks off to a 4-0 start here in 2023. But he took that visit, Laulea did, took his Oregon official visit, and it was really an eye-opening trip. Once he set foot down in Eugene, touched down in Eugene, he, he started building better relationships and connections with the coaching staff and ultimately saw that the Ducks are the real deal and that he would fit this kind of a defense and that Demetrius Martin really is one of the best developers of cornerback talent at any school you'll find in the country, truly. And that's part of the reason why I made this pick, why I went with Oregon to ultimately land a commitment from Sione Laulea. Now, you might look at this prediction and and say to yourself, like I was saying earlier, Oregon has 22 commitments here in the 2024 class. So it's not exactly like there's a ton of room. So what does that tell you? It tells you that Oregon is going to be selective with the guys that they choose to bring on board the rest of the way. You have the luxury of your Oregon. Most of your class is already filled out. There's no, in my opinion, there's no one position in this class where you're like, dang, Oregon really has some serious work to do there. I don't think there is. And that's a testament to the work that Dan Lennon and his coaching staff did in the spring, in the summer. That's when you build the foundation of your class. And that ended up being kind of the busiest time for the Ducks on the recruiting trail. Spring and summer, you get guys like Michael Van Buren and Luke Moga, the two quarterbacks for Will Stein. You get Zadavian Sims, a big-time defensive lineman. You get linebackers, Braden Platt, Dylan Williams, Kamar Matuti, and you get Dakota Fields in kind of the, the early fall, late summer. So the, the case in point here is Oregon is in a great spot. And you already have, if you're looking at the hall here, you already have two commitments at cornerback from Dakota Fields, highly touted cornerback out of Gardena Serra here in Southern California, where the Ducks found Roderick Pleasant, an Under Armour All-American corner in the 2023 class. And uh, they also found Brian Addison in the 2018 class before, um, I guess I should say after he committed to UCLA, and then he ended up playing his college ball in Eugene. So Dakota Fields, Ifeo Bodegu, two really highly coveted corners, Ifeo Bodegu, of course, playing at Baltimore, Maryland, St. Francis Academy. And I have seen both of these guys in person before. I'm actually supposed to see Fields tomorrow night on Friday for Sarah's game against Chaminade. So like I've said, important for you guys to follow me on social media if you want to stay up to date with the latest recruiting stuff and my latest updates. And um, for Obadegwu, I feel like I didn't see him in the best game. That was St. Francis Academy against St. John Bosco. And there, that one was pretty much over. I wouldn't say from the start because both teams came out super, super sloppy. But case in point, not a great day for St. Francis Academy. But what I can tell you about both of those guys, and maybe even more so if Yobadeguu, they are massive. These dudes really, really pass the eye test. Um, I know Dakota is like 6'2", 185 pounds or so. And uh, Ifi Obadegu has a similar build, 6'1", 185 pounds. And Obadegu was was cut up. He's built. He's ripped. And I don't think he looks like your typical corner. But what can I, what I can tell you he looks like, that's a dude that looks like a shutdown. Maybe I shouldn't say shutdown. He looks like a 
NFL physically. He looks like an NFL corner. He did have some some nice pass breakups in that game against St. John Bosco. He did get flagged on a couple of them, so they weren't the best. He had some hard hits, but overall, it wasn't the best game to kind of get a feel for what kind of a guy he really is. But he's an Under Armour All-American Bowl selection, so obviously incredibly high caliber. Dakota is number 10 nationally as a corner, and then Obadegu is number 11 nationally as a, as a, as far as cornerbacks go in this 2024 class. So you have two really good pieces, and I think you signed four corners in 2023. You had Roderick Pleasant uh, from Southern California, Dalen Austin from Southern California, Solomon Davis from Southern California, and Solomon and um, Colin Gill, excuse me from the Washington, D.C. area at St. John's, where the Ducks got Dejon Riggs, 2024 running back commitment. So I think when you see a prediction like this, you are kind of wondering, is there a room? Do they need a guy like this? Why uh, Why is he so important for what Oregon wants to do moving forward defensively? And I think it's a pretty simple answer. Uh, if you watch Sione Laulea play, you just see that he he has a little bit of that stuff that you don't see all the time. Certainly from a physical standpoint, right? Six foot four, 185 pounds for a defensive back, let alone a corner, is pretty crazy. Brian Addison is six foot five and he's a safety, but Laulea is six foot four. He can move, he can cover. You don't find that blend every day. You really don't. And he plays a premium position, a premium skill position. Look at the Pac-12 right now. Amazing quarterback play. Really good wide receivers. You think it's going to get any easier when the Ducks go to the Big Ten in 2024? Absolutely not. If anything, it's only going to be harder because you have all of those really premier teams in the Pac-12 right now. USC, Washington. Don't know if UCLA is in that conversation, but they're going to the Big Ten as well. So the point remains, everything that you need to do to slow them down now in 2024, you're only going to have to racket it up a notch when you move to the Big Ten in 2024. And because cornerback is such an important position and one that I think has been okay at Oregon, I'd say it's been good at Oregon recently, right? Christian Gonzalez is the the golden boy of the cornerback room right now, right? If you want to call it that, he just won NFL defensive rookie of the month after a standout month of September with the new England Patriots developed by Demetrius Martin as a first round pick. And then outside of him, you have Diamador Lenore, who has been a stud for my 49ers. Uh, You have Thomas Graham, who I think is on the Browns, but I honestly haven't heard as much about him. So I think I need to double check that. And you have Javon Holland, who's a safety. So that's that's uh, that's more generic DB talk. But you've had some good ones come through Eugene lately is, is the, the point that we're making. And then Jaleel Florence, he looks like he's the real deal. And really, the guy I want to talk about as far as part of the reason of why I'm making this pick, Kyrie Jackson, the Alabama cornerback transfer, has been balling for Oregon in these past couple weeks. And granted, he didn't get off to the best start this season. That game against Texas Tech, I know a lot of fans were going crazy over that pass interference call. I think someone was in my mentions today saying, honestly, he must have lost the ball in the sun, and then hitting that guy the way he did was the only way he could really prevent a touchdown. So 
I think he's more than redeemed himself for what he did in that Texas Tech game. Not that that was a game breaker, but it, it meant a lot because of how close that game ultimately was, right? 38 to 30. He definitely redeemed himself with a pick in that game and got a pick in the Hawaii game and almost had one in the Colorado game. But three pass breakups last week in that Colorado game. I know that the Reese's Senior Bowl highlighted him as one of the biggest leaps or one of the guys who has improved the most from a year-to-year basis. And I think that's part of the reason why I think Oregon's going to be the team that ultimately gets it done with Sione Laulea. And I'm going to get a little bit more into the relationships that he has with this Oregon coaching staff and, and why I think that this is a good pick. But if you're him, you have Christian Gonzalez who just went first round in the NFL. Development is always a huge factor with top tier recruits. And Demetrius Martin has shown that he can get it done. So not only do you have Christian Gonzalez from a year ago, but I tweeted it the other day. Is a star being born in Kyrie Jackson? It, it It's looking like that's probably the case. Maybe it's a little premature to be saying that. That's why I said being born rather than he already is a star. I realize there's a long way to go in this season with games like Washington and USC who have the best receivers in the Pac-12. Those aren't going to be easy tests, but they'll tell us if Kyrie Jackson is indeed a star. But at this point right now, he looks like he is following along that trajectory, kind of similar to Christian Gonzalez. Is he playing at the same level of Christian Gonzalez? I don't think that's necessarily true, but especially for a guy like Laulea, who is six foot four, when you see a guy like a Kyrie Jackson, who's a six foot three guy and is thriving in Oregon's system in their defensive scheme in Dan Lanning and Tosh Lapoy's defense. It's got to be hard to not see the trajectory, the projection, the opportunity for success at a place like Oregon. USC, maybe to their credit, they're, they are doing what looks like a good job of turning things around defensively. If you just want to talk about some of the other finalists for him, obviously that's USC and Miami. But We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't think they have that same track record of development at cornerback. Um, and that's part of the reason why I think Oregon's in such a good spot here. So Demetrius Martin has done it with Christian Gonzalez and other cornerbacks, and it looks like he's doing it again with Kyrie Jackson. So if I'm Sione Laulea, I'm looking at that and saying, hey, I'm seeing myself in this defense. I think I'm a perfect fit. And Lanning has talked about it from day one, long, rangy, defensive backs, corners who can run and cover. So it really feels like this is a great fit defensively, a great fit schematically for Sione Laulea. And um, let's just talk a little bit more about some of the buzz that I've kind of been hearing. So um, it does seem like uh, there's been some smoke been some rumors uh, as far as USC's standing in Sione Laulea's recruitment. I, I got sent a picture the other day of a, uh, a message board post from Scott Schrader. Uh, he is the publisher, I want to say the publisher, or at least lead editor, manager, whatever it is, of uh, On Three's US, USC site, We Are SC. And it was basically just a post. And he was saying on the message board that he doesn't think that it's going to be USC. Now, granted, things can change between now and his commitment, October 8th, but that's next Sunday, I want to say. So we're coming up here pretty soon. So if, if, they're not in a great standing right now. I don't imagine how much is going to change, but that's kind of the latest that we're hearing about USC. And then we have to talk about Miami. So Miami is off to a pretty good start so far. Right. Um, I think that that win over Texas A&M was a big statement for them. Obviously they're led by former Oregon coach Mario Cristobal. They're four and oh, and that's kind of where they're hanging their hat, right? Is that a win over Texas A&M, 48 to 33. But you also haven't played too many other games other than that, right? Bethune-Cookman, Temple, Miami of Ohio. So I think that there's still obviously more of a turnaround going on in Miami. I think Oregon is farther ahead than Miami is. I think we can probably all agree to that point. But, you know, I've talked to some people close to this recruitment and Sione is a family guy. He really is a family guy that's incredibly important to him. Um, really well connected, obviously, with his family members. And I say that as cliche as it sounds, but it's hard to go all the way across the country to play your college football. And I don't know if I've asked him about this question with distance as far as um, how comfortable he is playing far away from home. I'd imagine he's relatively comfortable because he did take official visits to Miami. Uh, I don't know if it was actually an official, but he did take a visit out to Penn State as well. I want to say Oklahoma was in the mix. So he's a national recruit in, in every way. But I think as it gets closer to decision time, as this the feeling of this kind of starts to set in, it, it is hard to see Miami winning this one, in my opinion just because they are still reloading versus rebuilding, I should say. I think the transfer portal, honestly, 
can make any program reload rather than rebuild. But that's there's levels to that, right? It's not like any program can just go ahead and reload because of the portal. But I think Miami is kind of along that mix, right? They can contend for basically any recruit, any transfer. But I think Oregon has it figured out somewhere, right? I think that you see the the blueprint for success that Dan Lanning learned coaching for SEC contenders, winning a national championship at Georgia. The, the proof is in the pudding right now. And I, I talked with Spencer McLaughlin earlier this week about whether or not Oregon's defense has arrived. Might be a little bit premature to go that far, but it's looking really good. And I think another reason that I feel good about Oregon in this position, we got to talk about Tosh Lapoy. I don't know how Oregon's play calling duties are delineated on defense. If it's Dan Lanning calling the plays, if it's Tosh Lapoy calling the plays, if it's some combination of both. But either way, Tosh Lapoy is a guy who has had his fair share of critics in his year and some change at Oregon. We always knew. Tosh Lapoy was a great recruiter, but I think a lot of people, a lot of fans exited last season looking at that defense and saying, eh, is that really the best that we had? Oregon's defense has been playing catch up with their offense. I think that's the easiest way to put it, right? Anytime you have a quarterback as talented as Bo Nix coming back, you're not really going to be that worried about the offense. Will Stein comes in from UTSA after Kenny Dillingham departs to, to lead up the program at ASU, you were never really that worried about the offense. Question marks aside along the offensive line, I think you're going to be fine. They are looking pretty damn good. But the question mark was on defense, and Tosh Lapoy probably just had his best defensive performance since he was since he's been at Oregon in that game against Colorado. Standout performance. Under 200 total yards and just one touchdown. Pretty solid in my book. But what we never questioned, ever, has been Tosh Lapoy's ability to recruit top-end talent and land top-end talent. So that's where a bunch of this confidence comes from, just on the surface. But then look at the location. Sione Laulea plays for College of San Mateo in the East Bay. Where is Tosh Lapoy from? Oh, the East Bay. That might have been a little bit dramatic. I'm having a little bit of fun with it here, but the case in point here, Tosh Lapoy is a phenomenal recruiter, great relationship builder, and I just have a hard time seeing him not winning for a guy from his home area. I, I mean, maybe the, the, it's a pride thing. I'm sure there's some level of pride involved there, but his track record of development, Dan Lanning's track record of development, Demetrius Martin's track record of development, the the talent on Oregon's roster. There's so much that we've talked about here, you guys, but there's still a big thing that goes into this. It rings true in recruiting, has rang true in recruiting forever, and it continues to ring true in recruiting now. Good players want to play with good players. And Oregon has a whole lot of good players. So I think Sione Laulea fits in perfectly to this uh, defense that Dan Lanning is putting together. I think he's a big part of that vision. Even though space is a little tight in this 24 class, I think he's a guy that you hold a spot for. And um, 
I think he could be a really big time addition for the Ducks. Like I said, committing on October 8th. That is a Sunday. I think he's announcing it on his Instagram at 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific. So there's some little details there if you guys want to tune into that one. But really liking where Oregon stands for Sione Laolea. That's why I put my prediction in. So we'll have to see how that one fans uh, that how that one pans out. I almost said fans out. We'll have to see how that one pans out for the Ducks. But loving their chances for the nation's number one junior college prospect, Sione Laolea. One more quick storyline to hit on here as we kind of wind down in today's show. Oregon looks like they're surging once again for a top player, a top target in their 2024 recruiting class. And that is Seattle, Washington, O'Day High School running back Jason Brown Jr. What do we know about Jason Brown Jr.? We've talked about him a whole heck of a lot, but I think it's warranted because coming out of that visit, well, we know that he is working from a final three. You got Oregon, Washington, and Michigan State. Probably fair to say that Michigan State's out of the running at this point after Mel Tucker got fired. I think that kind of instability is just really too hard to overcome a lot of times when it comes to recruiting. So Jason Brown Jr., he's down to those schools. He was also in Eugene this past weekend for um, for that Colorado game. He saw Oregon's offense fire on all cylinders. He saw big days from Bucky Irving and Jordan James, who's a true sophomore, mind you, played a lot as a true freshman. And coming out of that weekend, what do you know? A couple of big-time 247 Sports crystal ball predictions from some very notable names. You have director of recruiting, Steve Wiltfong, who is the best in the business. And then you have another heavy hitter who is also the best in the business, Brandon Huffman, the national recruiting editor for 247 Sports. Both Wiltfong and Huffman placed their recruiting predictions in favor of Oregon crystal balling Jason Brown Jr., the number one uncommitted running back in the country for 2024. Certainly a top playmaker on the West Coast out of the Pacific Northwest. They logged those predictions with a six confidence or medium confidence. And, you know, I don't feel like I hype myself up too much on this one, but I do think I had the first prediction for Oregon to land Jason Brown Jr. I made that pick back on August 28th, shortly after Brown released his top three schools. I will say, I do think that Michigan State had some solid momentum in that recruitment. Um, and obviously the Mel Tucker shift has changed things a bit, but Oregon was always in the mix there. Oregon always stayed heavily involved with Jason Brown Jr. So I'm not surprised that those picks came when they did. Um, they already have a commitment, Oregon does, and Dejon Riggs out of Washington, D.C. He's a really talented running back that I think could develop kind of in the similar mold of Bucky Irving for the Ducks, you know, Bucky's a special talent, but I think I see some of that in Dejon Riggs. So Oregon's running back room is looking great. Noah Whittington is not going to be able to go this week against Stanford, but it kind of seems like there's some optimism that he should be able to go for that big time game, that rivalry game on the road in Seattle against the Huskies. But we got to see what happens. Bucky Irving though, we all know he's pretty much gone after this year. Noah Whittington, I think he could put together a season that could make him an appealing draft pick for teams in the following draft. But assuming that both of those guys leave, maybe the Whittington isn't as likely, but assuming both of those guys leave, you have Jordan James coming back. He'll have played a lot of football for you by then. 
And then you have Dante Dowdell and Jaden Lamar, who's also from Western Washington, like Jason Brown Jr. So I think that you're you're looking at a super healthy room. Carlos Lachlan is really one of the best running back coaches in the country. I don't think he gets enough attention on a national scale, but he has been nothing but phenomenal for Oregon since he was hired onto Dan Lanning's staff. He's not an elite recruiter. He's an elite relationship builder. So he's always made it a priority to pour into the running back room, to pour into the the, the players that he coaches. And um, Jason Brown Jr. Has, has really spoken highly of Oregon's running backs coach. So no commitment in sight right now, no commitment date, I should say, for Jason Brown Jr. But he does have those top three schools. And this was an unofficial visit coming over this past weekend. So he's only taken one official visit to Michigan State. I think that Washington and Oregon, more. I feel more confident saying Oregon's going to get an official visit before he makes his commitment. Um, but you can't rule Washington out completely, right? Because they're playing some of the best football in the country right now. And they're the hometown school. So I will say I'm I'm not too worried about this pick. I feel really confident about it. I, only, I even feel better about it than when I initially made it because those uh, those two crystal balls came in, admittedly. But Washington, they've not done a good job recruiting in-state talent. They have not prioritized the best players in their state under head coach Kalen DeBoer. And, you know, that if, they, if that's what they wanted to do, then that's their prerogative. They can do whatever they want. But – Oregon has stayed involved with Jason Brown Jr. They've made him a priority, and um, and they're going to try to get those top-end guys from the Northwest that uh, that want to play football at a high level, and Jason Brown Jr. is certainly one of those guys. So Oregon continues surging for the number one uncommitted running back in the country. Will Jason Brown Jr. be a duck? Only time will tell, but we'll continue to follow this recruitment and give you the latest updates. Well, you guys, that'll do it for me on another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Appreciate you rocking with me and uh, tuning in for another episode. Important to lock in with me on the socials at Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, you can find me on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Like the video and subscribe to the channel. I love it when you like it and really appreciate all the support. You guys have been phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, that's about all I have. Share the show, share the Ducks Dish podcast, and we will catch you guys in the next episode of the Ducks Dish podcast.